Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, your very special wealth activator who has a very special guest on with us today. This is Alyssa Williamson. She is a 2X successful business founder, business coach, and mentor, brand consultant, and marketing strategist. She supports female business owners stuck in 10K months to scale their business with ease to increase their monthly revenue while loving their work and living their own version of freedom, fun, and luxury. She uses her proven process combining mindset and intuitive activation, marketing and business systems, and high-performance habits to help other women live the life they dream of. Welcome, Melissa. We're so glad to have you on the show to hear your money story and your strategies and all the things. You. Tell us, you I, you have a sign back there. You, you guys won't be able to see it that are listening, but the sign says she believed she could, so she did. Yes, I'm all about, so part piece of what I believe in is mindset. And so if you set your mind to it, your mind will find a way to get you there too. And so I, I'm all about, yeah, looking for the best, looking for the possibilities. Actually, my, my own personal motto is what's the best that could happen. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's a great motto to live by too, you know, especially yeah. when it comes to finances, because money is all around us. It's just energy and we all get to share that energy. And when we dip into it, we can fill it, uh, fill our buckets as much as we want. So when we think about buckets, I like to call them money buckets. What are some of your favorite money buckets? Um, I love having, so a big piece of what I talk about it, with clients is money is great, but it's the lifestyle you're living. So what are you saving for? So what are some of the fun things in life? And I'm terrible with having a fun money account, but I have um, a travel savings account. I now had what be, what was a wedding savings account became a baby savings account. Um, I've got um, a luxury, I called it, I changed it to a luxury savings account. And then I was able to spend money on myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I believe that if you spend money, if you budget money on the important things, then what's left over is a lot easier to just take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. having some of those luxuries planned out, retirement, of course, um, yeah. the important things. Yeah. But and it's having so, nice. Stuff. Yeah. It's so important to have everything planned. Like every dollar wants to have a job. They want to feel loved yeah. and special. And if you don't give them a job, they're like, hmm, I don't know. So I love to personify money. So, you know, I date money is all about thinking about money as a relationship and dating it. So imagine money as a person. Describe your relationship with money. Ooh, um, I, again, like I've done a lot of mindset work on this and a lot of beliefs around positive money. So I think of money is that money creates choices. So I would think of money as like, I guess 
a kind mentor who's there to be like, what are you looking for in life? And how are you going to achieve it? And let's go go out and get it and do that sort of thing. So money creates the possibilities, gives you the choices, but you have to do the work to get there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely have to do the work, take the action steps. Our thoughts are our most powerful tool that we have. What are some uh, thoughts that you have around money, especially you know during those low seasons of revenue? Definitely. And they always like, there's always, whenever you elevate in business, there's always seasons. Um, one is of course the, like uh, money creates choices. Cause a lot of people have these negative beliefs of money. It's the root of all evil, all of those like greedy, rich people are greedy. So just the expansiveness and abundance of money that there's always enough money. Um, I love like law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, where they've got something where it's this just this little saying, like the money is here, the money is here. It's just waiting for me. I just need to get it. And mm-hmm. so always just being like, okay, what, what, how did money, how did abundance come into my life today? I actually have an accountability buddy where we do that. We're like, this came into my life today. This was so abundant. And so we're actively looking for abundance, I would say, and making it fun. So mm-hmm. even in those low moments, it's like, oh, look, Tracking all my money, how it came in, what was coming in makes a big difference. But then just looking for those little bit of extras, those hidden treasures. Yeah. And that's so important in celebrating that, mm-hmm. having that abundant mindset. Um, an attitude of gratitude is what we used to tell our kids when they were little. And, you know, just looking for the good because whatever you focus on grows. And when we can celebrate the money, I love that you're looking for abundance. That's a great way to spend your day. Like, what's, how can I find abundance? How did I receive abundance? And reflecting at that, reflecting on that at the end of the day, what a beautiful way to end the day. So starting the day, looking for it, ending the day saying, wow, this is awesome. And then sharing that, creating that reciprocal energy. When you think about your business and before when you first started, what was your relationship with money like at that time? Uh, definitely a lot more I wouldn't say desperation, but like single-minded focus. So I've now, I've done the mindset work. I've now activated my intuition. When I first started out my business, I started my business straight out of college. And I was like, okay, what's success to me? It was like $10,000 a month. Like that's sort of what everyone first hopes for. Hey, I'm going to go hit $10,000 in my business. And so I actually did achieve it in my second month, but I did it from grinding and hustle. I was working 80 hour weeks. Mm -hmm. And so- I was tracking the money. I was watching it happen. I was watching it grow, but I didn't have the best boundaries or respect for myself to create it with ease. I had this belief. um, I'm a second gen, third generation immigrant. My grandparents immigrated countries. So do my parents. So they often have this belief. You can be successful if you work really hard. So that was one of the beliefs that I had that I had to like work through and clear and release that I could make lots of money and be successful, but it came from hard work. And so I had to do a lot of shifts to be like, I can make money with ease. I can double my income and work less and those sorts of things. Yeah. So did you, you were working 80 hour weeks. Did you, what did you decrease your hours to? Uh, so I now have multiple streams of income, like fast forwarding to today, multiple streams of income. I've got some rental properties with passive income. Um, I focus on coaching. I've got some other projects that I work on too. And 
depending on the time of my life, it can be half day Fridays and my day by four o'clock. Um, I'm actually expecting a baby. So that's mm-hmm. gonna, I'm letting life with a baby decide what my new business schedule is going to look like. Mm-hmm. So I'm open to that flexibility too. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. So when you think about um, the business aspect of it and growing the business and and making those changes and those shifts, do you believe that you are part of your business and your business is part of you, or do you see it more as a separate entity making money for you to sustain the type of living that you're accustomed to living? I believe when you first grow in a business, it's like a baby. So it's something that you have to nurture and grow and it does become its own entity but it's still a piece of you too. It's still a piece of your brain. And it depends how you grow your business. If you're going more solopreneur route, it is much more part of a merged identity between yourself and your business. If you're building like an agency or a team and you've got, you're growing to like 10, 20, 50, 100 plus employees, then yes, it becomes its own entity. So it really depends on how you're building your business too. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about pick the one that, fits your lifestyle best? Do you want to have the team of managing people? Do you want to be serving hundreds or maybe you want to go deeper and maybe don't serve as many people, but serve on a higher quality level. So it depends on how you're building it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great answer. (laughs) It's very unique to each of us because we each have our own goals, you know, and wealth is too. So when you think about wealth, it means something different for everyone. What does it mean for you? freedom of time and money that I can do the things that I want to do without having to follow deadlines or timelines, but also just, I don't need, I don't need to be a millionaire in the sense that I don't need to be go buy flashy things. I could be like, I could be a millionaire silently, but I want to just be like, Hey, you know what? I want to take a weekend trip or I want to go Like there's this thing happening in Europe. I want to go there and do that, or I want to fly there. So just having the flexibility that you can do things from your inspiration, things that inspire you, things that light you up, not just to like throw money at things, but you're like, this is my purpose. This is going to help me be a better person. This is going to amaze me and inspire and excite me. Yeah. I like that. I love that answer. A lot of times, you know, you talked about, you know, being a solopreneur versus having teams and such as that. A lot of times companies, entrepreneurs, especially when they transition from solopreneur to teams to building out their business, expand too quickly and end up taking all of their money and putting it back into their business. Mm -hmm. What has been your experience with that? So I actually, yeah, I lived through that too. My first business, graphic design and marketing agency that I had, I started out solo um, and eventually like expanded first, had a subcontractor, actually worked with a business partner for a while. And then went back on my own and started building my own agency. And I discovered because I was all about, okay, I want to leverage other people's time. I don't want it to just be based on my hours, but I discovered that I didn't enjoy that. I was, I was doing all the HR, all the, the people management. Granted, there's, there's people you can hire out for that too. But I was like, this, this is, I've lost my passion for my business because it's expanded beyond what I want. Mm -hmm. And so I did make the decision that I'm like, you know what? I don't mind being a solopreneur, a boutique agency where I go deeper with my clients. 
I know that I'm giving up some things. I know that I'm giving up like the sellability of my business if it's just me, but it's creating the life that I want. And I can, I can hire subcontractors or I can, I can shift it and merge it as I want as I go. And so really I'm all about like, make it yours, make it your own. And so sometimes, yes, the best route is to hire the people and have the agency and have, have the teams. And sometimes you want the flexibility and you just have to find a creative way to make it happen. Yeah. Knowing what you want and mapping that out. So what's yeah. the end goal? Reverse engineering it and putting that plan into action so that you do realize the dreams and the goals to be able to do what you, like you said, your purpose. So what do you believe is your purpose? Mine is inspiring and elevating other women. So this is like the best analogy. When I was a designer, I, I would build people's marketing funnels. I would make their business more successful and it would make the business owner have a better life. As a coach, I get to work directly with the business owner, help her shift her mindset, help clear those subconscious blocks that are holding her back from whatever that next level of success is. That that improves her business, like we work on her business as well, but it shifts the way she shows up with other people in her life. It shifts the way she shows up in her community. So by elevating her, I get to elevate all the people around her that she's interacting with too. So my purpose really is like, let's clear some of that, those subconscious blocks. Let's clear some of that generational trauma. Let's help you live your best life so that you can inspire others around you to do the same. I love that. What tools do you use to help people, to help your clients do that? So I, I, I go two routes. I love to give my clients tools that they can use on their own, but I also know it's more powerful when they're working with me, guiding me too. So, um, I use EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping. Um, I use NLP. I am a theta healer. So it's a form of energy modality. Sounds like you're familiar with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I use theta healing. Actually, that was the thing I spent two years just using theta healing on myself, on my mindset blocks. So I use it for finding subconscious blocks and then reframing them, giving you the positive one that'll support you to move towards your goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, journaling is another powerful one. It's just very hard. Most people don't do that without accountability. Right. Well, I, I think too, a lot of times people don't like to journal because they're afraid somebody might see it, you know, and they don't want to, you know, put that out there because you get the words on paper and, oh, what if somebody finds this? I found that yeah. a lot to be true for my clients. And I'm a certified aromatherapy practitioner, so I'm familiar with different modalities, um, which I love. The I actually three years ago was connected with the is it how you say it theta, theta yeah theta healer, Um, and we actually swapped um, what we did on each other just to see the differences and and the similarities. So it's really cool, very powerful. All the healing from the inside out. Yeah. And the other thing is your subconscious blocks are coming up too. Like they're keeping you safe. So they don't want to disappear. So sometimes that's why you procrastinate or like all of clients that are like, oh my gosh, I was had this great, awesome morning routine. It made me feel so good. And then I got busy and it's dropped off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I know it makes me feel so good, but I just don't do it. And Mm -hmm. it included like journaling and tapping and releasing things. But sometimes you don't want to go deep enough on yourself either. Like there is a resistance Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, well, it's just let's just, let's just not deal with that today. Whereas if someone's there guiding you, you have to find an answer. 
Exactly. And it's, that's why it's so important to, for coaches to have coaches to be able to go deeper, because even if you like, I can never go deep enough with myself with using aromatherapy. I mean, I could do it on myself, but I'm not going to ask myself those tough questions to get deeper into the different layers. So it's so important to be able to discover that. And I always say, you know, you, there's so many layers to the subconscious and to, especially depending on how old you are, just think of all those years of those conditioning statements and the, you know, you talked about the ancestors and all that we're carrying all of these being passed from generation to generation. And when it comes to finances, there's so many things that we caught. No one taught us these things, but we caught them because this is how our great, great grandmother um, did something. What have, what patterns have you found um, that have been passed on through generations with your finances? So um, one of them that happened in my family and I didn't, it, like, I didn't experience it directly because it was my grandfather but grew up with stories of it. So he, he had a successful multi-million dollar business back in the fifties. And like, this is so cliche, but the secretary tried to like get him to run off with her. And he, he was totally oblivious, did not see it. So in love with my grandma. So she went to the partner. And so the partner and the secretary stole the business for my grandfather and just changed the keys, locked the doors. And that was it. And so from that time of great wealth, it was like, oh, well, you, you don't always know who's your friend or who you can trust. But then it's also, oh, it's, you can be wildly successful, but you're not going to keep it or it's not going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even gone like further, like even generations you don't know, you can be like in theta healing, I'll go back. Is this, is this a, is this a personal belief? Is this a past life belief? Because maybe it was in a past life, you got killed for being wealthy or being too visible or those sorts of things as well as generational, which could go back far before further than you even know, like the stories you may not have them, but they've been transferred down. Right. And even on the soul level too. So let me go in all four levels and check them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. That's a uh, very in-depth work. And when we think about the th- things that have been passed on from generation to generation, a lot of the money idioms that we hear, um, you know, come and we believe these things. <laughs> I yeah. always ask why and question everything. So, but what are some money idioms that you grew up with? Um, just that you had to work hard. Like, again, it was like working hard for money. Like we can get money, but there's only so much. So we got to decide where to spend it. So my parents are from New Zealand. And back then, like a family of four, it was very expensive to travel to New Zealand. And they're like, well, we can either go out and go on cruises like all your friends do, or we can go to New Zealand every two or three years. And of course, like luckily for them, I don't know what they would have done. We'd said otherwise, but we picked, yeah, we want to go to New Zealand every couple of years and see our family. So they made it in a realistic way, but at the same time, you can make a belief from that. There's not enough money to do all the things you want and that sort of thing. So it's even innocent things or, realistic things can sometimes form those blocks too. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing my mom, she would, she would take care of us during the day, but then she would work until two in the morning uh, as a, she was a contractor. So again, seeing you have to work really hard. So that's where I think I became a workaholic and then had to like work back from that and release those and be like, no, I don't have to work all the time to be successful. Mm-hmm. I can have these limited hours and still make money with ease. I can have passive income and make money with ease. 
Yeah. And then allocating that money. So it works for you. Yes. You're working for it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Tell us a little bit about what you do, who you work with. So I am a business and uh, mindset coach and I work with business owners who have hit a level of success and now know they've either, they've hit the peak and they're like, I'm overwhelmed. My business is successful and it's running my life or I've lost my passion. I'm ready for the next level, but I don't know what that is. They're just ready for that next level and they're ready to get support now. They've done what they can on their own. And so we, I work with them through the mindset side. I work with them business systems and strategies and then how they show up as an owner, their habits and daily high performance habits, I call it. And really those three work together to help get them to the next, next level. And it's not always 25K months. It's about what's your dream lifestyle? How did, what's that look like? How does your business support that? What income do you need to create that? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. What's the best financial tip that you can give our audience? We were actually just talking about this and I love it because it's so easy and it's a system. Um, profit first is a great process and uh, strategy. I read the book. I recommend it to my clients to give them a baseline to get started. But it's just having the system understanding the psychology of money and how you're spending it, having that system in place, you can grow from there, but having that system in place um, for your business. Yeah. It's so important to have a system, (laughs) all business, all the back end financials need an SOP. So thank you so much again, Alyssa. Uh, We'll put your, um, our audience can connect with you. We'll put those links in the show notes. So for those of you who are listening, if you're stuck and you want to go deeper into, you know, why what find those blocks Alyssa's your girl to talk to um connect with her check the show notes and you know get into her world to see how she can help you 10x your profit from that business coach perspective using really cool tools and yes putting an SOP Profit First is amazing. I'm a certified Profit First professional. As your wealth activator, we have systems that 10x your profit. Because remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.